I was watching The Last Dance with my sons and I realized though it was about Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen and the Chicago Bulls, one of the biggest factors of the Chicago Bulls was Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson was the leader, the coach. He's the person, as soon as he stepped on to that team, he helped them to get a ring. He was able to help them to see who they were individually and as a leader and as a team. And I think that's why we need a coach because you need somebody to help you develop yourself personally and within a group. So that's what Al Hardy is here to do. That's what I'm here to do is help you to grow personally and within your team, within your group, within your family. Go to www.mralhardy.com forward slash coaching sessions. Promo code Al's Chicken and Waffles. statement for years I can trust men more than I can trust women or I could be friends with men more so than I could be friends with women or I could go into partnership with men more than I could go into partnership with women and this lady named Simone uh, from the Curly Girls Collective she dispels all of that she's she's uh, one fifth of the Curly Girl Collective and they're the ones who created the Curl Fest and she kind of breaks down just uh, how they came together, how it started, and where they at, and how they're making it a sustainable business for themselves, how they created a, a niche, a market for themselves, and what does a business relationship looks like as opposed to a friendship look like. She breaks this down. She really breaks this down. This is a great conversation. Um, you're going to learn a lot. We're going to grow. You know, we, we've been talking about growth lately. So in this episode, just uh, get that pen and pad, listen to it with your girls, and, and men, uh, same thing. Let's listen to it because these are, these are this is what we have to do. We have to learn how to work together and, and, and be better for our community. What's going on, everybody? This is Al Hardy. Um, with Al's Chicken and Waffles and you know I call it Al's Chicken and Waffles because it's the dynamic duo when I say it's the dynamic duo it's no for me it's no better combination than uh, Chicken and Waffles um, today I have a super a super dope you know everybody's been dope but she's super dope <laughs> uh, I have a super dope sister she's been doing some amazing things um, we just want to get to know her, um, uh, her story personally, um, and then from a business perspective, um, her rise uh, and where uh, her 
and the brand that she's a part of, where where it's going. I have Miss Simone uh, here. Um, how's everything going? I'm good. Thank As, you so much. No, thank you. Thank you. Um, and Miss Simone, she's uh, how how many partners do you have? Um, four partners. There are five of us in total. Okay. Okay. So you're you're one fifth of 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 the Curl Fest, the Curl Collective, right? Am I saying it right? Curly Girl Collective. Curly yep. Girl Collective. Curly Girl Collective. Mm-hmm. All right. So before we even go there, right? Let's uh let's take a step back. Um so some Miss Simone, who 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 are you? Just uh, you know, where you from? Uh and you know, just give us a brief introduction of who you are. Um, sure. I am a let's see first generation american my family's from jamaica um my background professionally is really in it um i'm programmer by trade and um, i have one twin sister and yeah i um curl fest is one chapter a uh-huh. Curly Girl Collective is one chapter of my life here, but um, it kind of fell into my lap a bit, serendipitously a little bit. So okay. I'll just a little bit about that part. Um, but if th- you have any other questions for me first, yeah, 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 yeah. So we're 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 so let's let's go let's go here because I think this mm-hmm. is this is interesting, right? You you being a twin, um, are you identical or Paternal, like like paternal. Okay, okay. And and what what is that experience? How how has that experience been? Um, you and your sister, like just growing up. Um, I think that it's been interesting. I don't really know what it's like not to be a twin. So, um, (laughs) yeah, it's just the two of us, and we're very close kind of night and day in a lot of ways, but also very similar in others. So um, I've always, you know, I'm pretty fortunate there. Okay. So, um, so, so when we talk about like the, the, the differences, right. Where, mm-hmm. where, what, what differences are there that you, you know, that you could speak of when you say um, night and day? Yeah. We're like, our aesthetics are different physically where um, if you were to have to categorize me, I would, probably be the more of the girly twin and she would be more what they call the tomboy twin. Okay. Um, yeah, we just like certain things are different. Like I would be the one that played the piano. She played the drums. I was the one that ran track and tennis and she played basketball. So it was just, we had different certain interests that were different. Okay. Um, I think that's dope. So, I mean, so you guys kind of complimented each other. It seems like, Um, mm-hmm. so, so, uh, so I have a brother, right? My brother is five years, uh, apart from me. And, uh, but when people look at us because we're, uh, we're, we're so tight knit, right. They think we, they think we're twins and we always mm-hmm. uh, have a inside joke where who's the oldest. Um, right. I, I'm the oldest, right. But, <laughs> but at times some people would say he is and I, and I get super, super happy. But to your point, you know, <laughs> Like looking at us, you know, we have like 
we 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 love each other and we compliment each other right um mm-hmm. like for instance even this um i'm on the mic and he's uh engineering and producing this you know right. so um so and, and and the reason i asked this question right is because um my relationship with my brother also is an extension of how i relate to men right um mm-hmm. so for you um did this does this uh does your relationship with your sister did, did it help you as it pertains to your relationship just with other uh women in general as mm-hmm. you was growing up uh you know that's a really good question and and i don't think i ever really put it within that context before mm-hmm. um i think that I don't know if it would what I would say it was a it was beneficial in my ability to navigate different personalities with other women. Um especially within business. That's a whole other mm-hmm. um ball game there. Mm-hmm. Um but uh so with my sister, when you have, you know, a twin sister, you kind of just you don't have to um try so hard to bend (laughs) because when we were younger, we would fight and roll around on the ground. And people often people would say like, you know, twins, you guys are twins. You fight like, but we do, you know, we're also, we're also, you know, um, young girls with emotions and, and uh, trying to figure out ways how to communicate those things. And sometimes it didn't communicate well, mm-hmm. but I think, I think, I'm not sure how I related, but I, I will probably think about that after this call, <laughs> how it has, yeah, how it has, uh, uh, helped or hurt my relationships with other women. Um, I never really thought, I never really thought through that, but I think as I've gotten older, my sister and I have gone through similar experiences that have helped us understand our perspectives and where we differ and how we see things differently. Mm-hmm. And um, that has helped me understand her more. It's like oftentimes you hear people say <clears throat> they understand their parents more as they've gotten older because mm-hmm. you experience different things. And that has, that same type of um, transformation has also happened within our relationship as well. Okay. And I would say the same thing with other women and friends and relationships in general, as I've gotten older and experienced life, mm-hmm. it has brought in my perspective and how to perceive or understand or, um, yeah, all the things. Now I got, I got you. I got you. And, and like, mm-hmm. for instance, like when you, when, what, what really stuck out to me is when you talked about, um the the intensity sometimes you're talking about you know rolling on the ground and fighting and and and, and arguing i think what what happened what i'm speaking from from my experience with with me and my brother right um what 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 tend to happen was when we had those uh when we had those fights and uh we went back to our corners it kind of and especially like arguments not not necessarily sometimes it, it, it got physical but when we got intense you know what i mean and he might have said something or i might have said something that's hurt that hurt him i had we we had to kind of check ourselves right and i had to really understand uh his perspective and he had to understand mine and what what 
and what that was was uh the practice ground for mm-hmm. uh for me to uh to understand other people and and to give them grace you know what i mean mm-hmm. um because at this point you know the things that he says to me, he's able to check me like nobody else is able to, right? right? And, and, and because he's able to do that and the same thing with me, you know, um, I could, I could, I could, I could understand somebody's sincerity when they really care about you and love you because you have that bond. Um, and when it's coming and when it might come off harsh or might come off in a, in a cutting type of way, I understand that he's like, I, I would say that God or, you know, he's doing surgery and he's not trying to make me, he's not trying to hurt me. He's just trying to like help me heal or see yeah. things within me that, uh, that I really need to see. And, yeah. and, 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 and I say this, right. Because, uh, as, uh, you know, you, you're, you're one fifth of, of the curly girl collection, uh, collective, I'm sorry. And, mm-hmm. um, how is that experience working with other women? Um, I think that we um have our fair share of ups and downs in the really in our partnership. I think um if it was all five women or if it was a mixed group, I think a partnership with five people has its own set of challenges. Okay. And, um, but I do think that what has helped us sustain for almost over 10 years now is that we know what we have created is bigger than the five of us. Mm. So, um, being a role model, that we even if ourselves didn't sign up for at the time when we started this, but being five black women that own and run their own, um, you know, business is um, a, a greater mission than any small challenges that we will come across. Okay. So it was important. So anything that I wouldn't lie and say that everything is peaches and cream all the time. When you're in a, in a partnership with more than one person, you're mm-hmm. going to have differences of opinion. You're going to have um, really tough decisions you have to make. Mm-hmm. And um, we have gone through every single challenge you can think of. Mm-hmm. And we also have seen other businesses come and go. Right. Mm-hmm. And very, Few of them have you. I could speak to twenty business consultants, and twenty of them would say it's slim to none chances that a partnership of this size will succeed. Mm. Right? We mm. hear that all the time. Mm-hmm. So the odds are against us, and we know that. But that's nothing for a black woman. The odds are against us when we were born. Right? Mm-hmm. So this is it's just something that um, we lean into like our strength and our mission and our alignment in the vision for where we feel like this company actually represents. That's what keeps us together. So that's dope. So, so let's, let's now I love, I love, I love everything you said. Now let's, we're going to take a, a little step back. How did you guys, uh, meet and how did you guys come up with the idea? Um, what, what, what was that process? Um, it was a little bit of um, happenstance and luck and, and being at the right time. But so it started um, short story. 
uh, it started out as a Google group. Mm-hmm. We had um, at the time, maybe 10 or 11 years ago, we had a Google group that one of us created. <laughs> um, it's called Natural Hair Group. And at that time, there wasn't so many, there weren't so many YouTube influencers about natural hair or resources or anything like that. So we didn't have any other outlet. Mm-hmm. And so what grew with a few friends grew into maybe a group of 50 or 60 people from New York, you know, Florida, London, et cetera. Mm. Um, friends of friends, which kind of just joined. Mm-hmm. And we kind of would talk about everything that we could think about that any questions that we had or concerns and we realized that we had more in common than we did not. Mm. Um, and it was one of the members, Tracy, she uh, decided let's have a meetup at my apartment in Brooklyn. So we had a little meetup event at her apartment and all sorts of cool things like product swaps and hair tutorials. And it was just a really great evening of fellowship w- between women and we did never we hadn't felt that before mm. so um you know a few of us who stayed behind decided we need we should bring this some in some way of fashion to more people mm-hmm. and in 2011 we had our very first event we came up with curly girl collective we had mm-hmm. our very first event with zero money with zero followers mm-hmm. <laughs> um just an idea and we um, did some cold calls to um, probably a million sponsors and one sponsor said yes. And that was Miss Jessie's and they came mm. um, and maybe 300, 200. So friends and family came to that event. It was great. It was in a high rise apartment or um, duplex in New York City. Somehow we got that from a barter. Um, and yeah, we had zero dollars. So. It was great, right? And it was still to my this day one of my very favorite events that we have ever done. And probably for the next few years, we did small events between two and three hundred and fifty people throughout the city. Really creative events. We had <clears throat> um, one called All Dolled Up for young girls, and it was a combination of a drive for black dolls um, and like. Uh, charity to young to a young girls organization and we had another one called main attraction where we had a whole forum to get the male perspective on natural hair movement mm-hmm. and that was great as well and um we did all of that but all of our events would be selling selling out very quickly mm-hmm. so also one bright idea we said let's try to have one fun event before the end of the year and let's think of a, a venue that can hold more people and men are saying they want to come let's Open the doors for everybody. So that's how Curl Fest was born in 2014. <clears throat> and that event was in Prospect Park. About maybe a thousand or 1500 people came to that event, maybe two sponsors. Mm-hmm. And we were ecstatic. And then, you know, fast forward, this is our sixth year with, you know, 40 sponsors and 35,000 people and Randall's Island. So it's grown <clears throat> over the years substantially so Man, that's, that's the quick and dirty <laughs> that's, that's dope though like, like i mean that's 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 amazing that's 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 truly amazing um now when when it came to like you you the the five of you ladies did you got did you know each other before the group chat or like you guys kind of mm-hmm. just started? yeah so <clears throat> three of us went to college together three okay. of us 
myself, um, Gia, and Cherise went to Temple. Okay. Um, and Tracy and Melody knew each other in advertising world um, just by chance because it's just not that many black women. And then Cherise, um, Julian. At the time, actually, I'm I'm giving you more names because when Curly Girl Collective started, there were eight of us. Okay. By the time we got to Curl Fest, you know, there were different changes. Some people had different um, paths in their career and it was and dropped down to five of us. Okay. So um, it was a combination of a few of us knew each other. A few of us didn't. Maybe one con- where we, um, Julianne probably connected all of us in a way that we just had mutual friends. And you know, you, New York is a little bit like two degrees of separation. So mm-hmm. we kind of sort of knew each other in a way, but not at that level. Man, that's 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 fly. So so coming into like six years of of doing um curl fest, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what does um how did you how did you guys navigate those first like so because were you doing were you doing more events um was it just curl fest at a certain point in time or were you continuously doing like those small smaller events um after curl fest the year this after curl fest came around along i think the first year of curl fest we was one other events. by the time the second year and third year came around along it kind of was it took it up everything else. Okay. So it was just solely curl fest, and then yeah, pretty much. Okay. After year three, by year three. Okay. Uh, now, um, now, so you, you personally, um, are you still uh, in IT, or is 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 curl fest, uh, the curly girl collective? Is that like full time, or how 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 is that for you? Yeah, I'm still working a nine to five. Okay. Um, I'm still in IT. I um have you know very different <laughs> polar opposites. You know, I work for a utility company in IT, and um the majority of us also still work um nine to five as well. And, you know, the goal is to do this full time. But then I also have these very real conversations with people who ask that question all the time Mm -hmm. because um, there's certain risks that you can take. And but there is also a a journey that everybody um, must make themselves. Right. So I think everybody's my question. My answer is always everybody's path to entrepreneurship looks different. And so. The goal definitely is to be able to do this and make a sustainable business full time. But we're we're there. We're almost there. But it's a it's a journey. Yeah. No. I mean, what what you have uh, accomplished, I think, is 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 great, right? Um, and I think it also is is helps to shift. Uh, and uh, I would say shift the culture, shift the perspective, shift the minds of mm-hmm. uh. Of, of our culture is, is a part of the conversation of how we look at our women, um, you know, with, with natural hair, um, just, just, uh, like when, when, when I go, it's, uh, it's just a, a beautiful sight just to see women, uh, black women, uh, women of color, uh, just enjoying each other, partying, um, and just the spirit that you guys mm-hmm. have created and, and, and cultivated is, uh, is amazing. Um, 
did you ex- did you guys is this what you wanted did you expect this can you talk 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 to me about that uh yeah we didn't expect it at all mm. you know it started out as a hobby and something that we we liked doing and we thought we were even when we were doing little small events it's still in our way we were shifting culture but we never thought in a in you know in our wildest dreams that it would um get to this level mm-hmm. however um in the same breath um there was a sense of confidence in our own culture that we knew that there was something there that needed to be filled mm-hmm. and so that the the potential for for it was um you know wherever the sky ended you know there was there was a sense of um uh, a vision for mm-hmm. how big we can make this, mm-hmm. but um, there was it was also grounded in in the beginning in the beginning stages that we just really didn't have a grasp around it. As I would say, as soon as we we had maybe our first curl fest, it started to become real. And our second curl fest, um, and probably by our third one, it was like okay, we are. We have something here mm-hmm. that the people want and they're coming back for. And how do we cultivate this and how do we make sure that this is um, a, a product and an event that we're proud of to bring to the public? And um, we became, you know, business experts at events production very quickly. None of us had any superb experience in event production before. And so we had to become experts in it very quickly. And I think that um, it was, we're blessed to have five women, professional women that have various levels of experience that being Mm -hmm. able to bring to the business. You know, we have um, one woman who is specializes in PR by trade. Mm -hmm. Um, One woman who has a lot of experience with building partnerships. And so she's the sponsorship director Mm -hmm. and another one who is like the creative director by trade as well. So she's our creative director. And so it kind of um, worked out really beautifully for us Mm. to be able to create this little um, company out of all of our skill sets of, you know, five professional black women that weren't able to come together and build something great. That's dope. So, so I, I, I had a conversation um, earlier with, uh, with a, a lawyer and he, and he was talking about partnerships, right. And he was saying mm-hmm. how, and this kind of goes back, this is, goes back to, you, you know, you and your sister, how, mm-hmm. uh, Every when you when you're looking for partners, how uh, they complement, you know what I mean. So everybody doesn't do the same thing, um, sure. and everybody adds value to right. to uh, to what it is that we're that you're trying to accomplish. Um, and so that's what I hear when you when you when you're saying, uh, you know, everybody has a different role and it's not really overlapping, right. Okay. Okay. That's dope. Now, now, like, so the, the other part, um, question that I have for you is that, um, what has the response been, um, from, from like just women in general? Um, because I mean, like I said, I mean, I know a lot of women have, have come, but like, what are some of the responses that, you know, 
like the personal responses or stuff that you might get, you know, in the DMs or emails and things like that? So I think that's what, you know, um, those personal responses are the things that keep us going uh, when we're like tired and stressed and, you know, doing all of this ourselves is a lot. Mm -hmm. So like we hear things from um, like folks, you know, driving from across the country. Right. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, um, with their children just mm. so they can, because they haven't seen anything like this before. And it was so important for, you know, her daughter who is seven years old to be in this environment. Right. Mm-hmm. Or y- young girls, straight testimony from the babies who are saying, you know, I've never felt so beautiful before. Right. Yeah. Or, you know, all sorts of things. Um, I mean, even in, Fest Atlanta, and who is where? Where is the epicenter of black hair, right? Mm-hmm. And the, our first year, this was our first year having. Last year was our first year having two curl fests, one in New York and one in Atlanta. Atlanta was, um, you know, the they they received it so beautifully, and it was just over uh, overwhelming amount of appreciation for us coming to Atlanta and bringing it there. Mm-hmm. I think one of the ladies was trying to offer, the, you know, curly girl money because she's like, we have to pay for this. You have no idea, et cetera. We need this here, all the things. And Atlanta, before we chose, it really was a hard decision to pick where we're going to go next. Mm-hmm. And we were going back and forth about, we need to go where the biggest need is, et cetera. In Atlanta, we did a vote. Uh, a quick survey with our audience and Atlanta came in first okay. and we went there and, but you would never think that Atlanta is a place that needed anything, any reassurance about, you know, this like about black people and black hair, mm-hmm. but they did. Mm-hmm. And so I, I don't have the list of things, but I think every time um, we get off to get a question on five of us <clears throat> about, what is that moment um, that you appreciate most about the event? Mm-hmm. And I think all five of us always somehow come um, back to one of uh, a personal experience with an attendee of somewhere of fashion mm-hmm. throughout the event that brings everything back to perspective as to why we started to do this. And um, it happens every year. Yeah, never fails. So wearing the Black Men Are Dope and Black Women Are Dope shirts has been pretty amazing. Like I would walk around and people would look at my shirt and there are some people who looked very uncomfortable, but then there were people who were nodding in agreement. And that just boosted up this sense of pride that I have of being a strong Black woman as well as being having having strong Black men in my life. And I just want to share that message with the world. And a lot of the times we think that we can only share that message from verbally, you know, talking about our black, our black men and black women being so dope. But you know what? I can share that message without even opening my mouth and saying the word. I just put the shirt on and walk around and let the and I let the fashion speak for itself. Go to www.mrihardy.com forward slash shop. They put in the promo code chicken and waffles. Now, now, so for me, right, um, I've been to Curl Fest, I would say maybe four years in a row. And one one moment that that was that really uh spoke to me was um my 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 son, uh he uh so I it, 
you know, I have the black men, black women, adult shirts and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but my son, my eldest son, um, at, 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 at a certain age, he, um, he, he, he was fond of, of, of women, <laughs> of, of women with, with, uh, uh, of, of, of other cultures. Right. Okay. And, and, um, so I said, you know, so I, I couldn't really just say, um, you know, black women adult, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so I said, you know what, Crowfest is coming up and, um, I just want to give him the experience for, for him to see because the experience that he's been seeing, you know, coming in the urban environment, you know, the the young ladies, he felt as though they were kind of aggressive um, they, they, or they just didn't really like him at that age. You know what I mean? So I said, right. I said, Curl Fest is coming up. So, you know, I, I've been two years in a row. I got to give him this ex- experience just seeing other sisters, you know what I mean. So mm-hmm. I, I take him and, and my and my uh, my second son, and they had a, a, a wonderful time, you know what I mean. And I just mm-hmm. said, like, you know, you have to grow. You know, everybody isn't going to be the same at this age, but they had okay. they had an amazing experience, you know. So I use Curl Fest as a teaching tool about about our culture, you know what I mean, and and you know because. Uh, sometimes, uh, even at a young age, you know, uh, our our young sisters and our young brothers they're dealing with a lot of insecurities, and they sure. and they spew it off to to each other. You know what I mean? And that makes uh, them feel, you know, not so handsome or so pretty inside. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then they start saying, you know, negative mm-hmm. things about. Uh, black men and black women you know so this kind of helped me to uh you know to cultivate how he sees our our, our um, black women you know other than his mom and i think the other part is like you know as a guy you know you see your you see your mom and the person that you might like at that age or even older a person that you date is different you know what i mean so when people say your mom is black or your you know what i mean is mm-hmm. it doesn't resonate you know, right. You know, so, but when he was able to see, you know, the the from the from the girls all the way up to the older women, you know, with their hair out and being welcoming, it was such a right. dope experience. It was such a dope experience. Okay. And how old is he? he at now, he's 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 nineteen. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know. I'm 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 just trying to coach him through the process, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I, well, I, I appreciate that. I hope he helped broaden his <laughs> perspective there. That's really interesting. Yeah, 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 uh-huh. yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you know, you you like what you like, but I just it it wasn't even about who who you're who who you're dating. You know, it's just uh, giving you the perspective that you know everybody isn't what you see at school sure you know yeah. so so I, it, it it was it was a it was a a good moment <laughs> for for, for for us um so I, I the 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 next question that i have for you is um as it pertains to the curly girl collective now because we 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 do talk about um our relationships and and partnerships and everything like that um 
how did you make this because it was an idea right that that you said mm-hmm. earlier how did you guys make this an official like you know business like uh what, what did mm-hmm. what was that process like behind the scenes yeah so um we were learning as we went along you know and we're still learning every day as the business grows to other levels but you know the first thing was just creating an LLC you know we did that i i pretty much run the back end business part and mm-hmm. um my role so um we 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 learned we stumbled you know a couple of things you know even um quickly you know registering curlfest as a name after there were you know, a couple of scares with um, some imitator, imitators out there. And we still um, experience that probably every month. There's mm-hmm. someone else with, using the Curlfest name. Mm-hmm. So I think that um, there were different phases and we are still growing through that process because from just creating the LLC, that's one step, right? And anybody mm-hmm. can do that. Mm-hmm. But um, learning the best way to to um, structure the business as a partnership and and also uh, as we earned a little money learning when it's important to invest back into your business because Mm. um, it was a hard lesson learned that you can't do everything so Mm. learning when it's appropriate to get outside counsel or help or assistance you know people do this for a living so you know we had to get to a point where we had to hire you know business consultants to come in and help give you know structure to the business as you know if you're making x amount of dollars Mm -hmm. um you know um it it turns into a different ball game and then you know soon you know llc is not where you need to be perhaps you need to be you know, uh, S Corp and said, and, and having real conversations about, about, um, the trajectory of the business was, and was something that we had to learn, um, as we grew and actually invest back into the business and hire folks, some folks to come in and help us through that process. That's, 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 that's great information. So what a business, a business consultant, what yeah. what do they do? They just help you structure the business. Like, what what is it that they do? Are they like legal counsel, or like what yeah. is it that 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 they um, specifically do? Yeah, it wouldn't be legal counsel, but we did have to hire a lawyer for legal counsel as well. But mm-hmm. a business and a, a business consultant is a really big term, so it would be um, they could be great at different things. So mm-hmm. we hired someone um, that became that was highly recommended from a friend that helped because some of our priorities at the moment were um, increasing our, our, our um, profits for the business or, and, you know, making sure that our books were in order, mm-hmm. um, making sure that um, real conversations about, ownership of the business and mm-hmm. what happens, you know, uh, making sure our paperwork was good. Right. Mm-hmm. And conversations that you don't necessarily think about, like what happens if one of us passes away, right. Mm-hmm. Who wants to have that conversation, but it needs to be documented and signed and making sure our operating agreements are in order mm-hmm. and they take the account, all of the scenarios that can come about because now it's like what, 
started as like a hobby with five friends is actually turning into a business that could potentially one day be, you know, acquired by somebody else or, Mm -hmm. or if that's not the path that you want to go can grow and, um, you know, try to, to raise money with investors or whatever the path is going to be. It's important to make sure that your paperwork is in order. Mm, so we had to help get someone to come in and really clean everything up. Oh, that's awesome. So with the business consultant, do they kind of help uh, mediate and coach those conversations with all five of the ladies? Do you, you guys all in the same room? Is it something like that? And, you know, you just have the paperwork and you talk things through. Yeah. Yeah. We had some robust conversations about it and one has a, um, their own method. But I think the one, the, the person that we hired because it's the five of us, um, we had conversations together um, mm-hmm. with the consultant. We had conversations separately, one-on-one with the consultant, um, uh, specific questions um, that he would be able to analyze and come back and give his professional opinion on where we need to move forward, where we're in alignment and where we're not really, and have real conversations about that. And, creating, you know, this decision trees where we can make, um, or rules as to things like simple things. Like if it's going to be like super majority versus majority vote and these, and what we're voting on and what we don't have to, and what our roles and responsibilities really are, as opposed to what we've always been used to doing, Hmm. what is closest to what the market is saying that your role is supposed to be doing and really just making sure that, (laughs) Um, things are clearer and, you know, processes are in place. And I'm big on process and procedure and structure. Like that's my lane. So I was really, really open to that. And some folks may not be, but I think it depends on your organization. But in in the business consultant, what they do and what they don't do is also also, um, subject to the consultant as well. That's awesome. Okay, I was just waiting for that to <laughs> to go by, but no, that's that's dope because you, I, I I love I love that 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 Wait, thought. <laughs> no, no problem. I love that thought. I love that concept of having somebody to 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 come in and and coach and and have those type of uh, conversations individually and collectively, and then mm-hmm. having some guidelines, um, some rules. On what it looks like, you know, um, yeah. um, and then I, because it and and you it could be a lot like if, if two people want to do X, Y, and Z, and mm-hmm. and then the other three don't want to do X, Y, and Z, you know what I mean? That could be that, that there could be some conflict there sometimes, you know what I mean? And, and then having to work through that. Um, you know, because, you know, I, I believe they say businesses don't last, you know, past five years. So, you know, um, so this right here is, is monumental what it is that you're, that you're doing and you're growing, um, from, uh, Brooklyn to, to the, to, to the, uh, ATL. Um, like, so, and, and, and I, I want to, I want to touch, touch on that. Right. Um, why, uh, are are you guys going anywhere else other than ATL? That's the first question, and um, like I and and when I think of you know the curly um, curl fest, 
you know, and, and being in Brooklyn, it's like, it, it's just like an East Coast feel. Um, yes. mm-hmm. So are you guys thinking about going somewhere else other than ATL? Yeah, um, we would like to. We are working on an international um, event this okay. year and okay. hoping to make that happen. Um, we're also entertaining having maybe not a full blown curl fest, but other events in, uh, on the, on the West coast as well. Okay. Um, I think that the staple is always going to be in New York, Okay. but that sounds I also good. Think, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we don't, you know, there have been a lot of conversations about, um, with uh, and opinions with other business owners that felt like we needed to be in every state or mm. and we you know we felt strongly that curl fest is a destination event yeah and we wanted to make um we don't you know we didn't mind having it in different areas but we also didn't want to saturate it it was special enough for people to book flights mm-hmm. and drive across the country and etc you want to keep that sense of um, you know, whatever we wanted to make sure that it still felt rare and unique and special and a and a destination to attend. So those were some of the things. That, those were some of the alignments that we all felt very clearly about. And you know, doubling back to the business consultant and having those real conversations, I think it also started with redefining and re- uh, realigning on the vision for this for the company and event mm-hmm. and that has also um made things a lot easier mm-hmm. with making decisions if you get to a point where you're you feel where the team is um in alignment with your vision you're in a much better place and to you know to to make smaller decisions moving forward yeah that's 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 good <clears throat> all right so my my last and final question because when we talk about uh, this podcast is really about relationships and that's been the theme throughout this whole conversation. But I have a personal question. What is yeah. your relationship with your hair? How, how, how has that uh, kind of just, you know, where did it start from and how did it grow? You know yeah. what I mean? Because you are a part of, you know, the, the talk of, of hair. So what, what is, what, what is your relationship like with your hair? Okay. So, um, I probably have a complicated relationship with my hair, but um, I think that if I'm very honest, I have like a love-hate relationship. Some days I wake up like um, I have the best hair day in the world and other days not so much. And that is the journey that when when women say they're going on a natural hair journey that's mm-hmm. a real thing yeah. right and so when i have conversations or and i'm speaking in front of young girls i'm very honest about it because they might be in that moment where they don't feel like their hair at that moment is beautiful right mm-hmm. and that's okay and however not feeling like your hair is beautiful because of perceived beliefs Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, societal structures, mm-hmm. you know, how you may have been raised to, or, or, you know, anti-African aesthetic, those type of things are what we're fighting against, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not having a bad hair day, that's okay. So I think that my relationship, personal relationship with my hair is 
just really just an extension of myself. So I'm that girl who has braids one day uh, and Afro the next day. Right. And I do my hair and I've always been that girl to be doing everyone's hair and my hair. And it's just always been kind of like a, um, a talent I've always pretty much had. And I didn't go natural until after I graduated from college, right after I graduated from college, and I probably went natural out of necessity because at the time, I think my hair was damaged. Mm. And um, I said, let me just go natural and grow it out. And um, I had to go through a process of relearning what it felt like to be beautiful mm. with this new aesthetic, right? With this, mm. um, I had to, uh, it was a process for me. And it's a process for a lot of women, mm. a woman if they're six years old to a woman who is, you know, 65 years old, still going through the same process of relearning how it feels to be beautiful with the hair that grows out of your head. Mm. And it's going it sometimes it takes longer for some people than others. So when I, I have a conversation uh, often with curly girl and curl fest, it, it says curl is all. And, and is that um, sometimes I have to have these uh, uh, explain a lot to people who are not, you know, um, black or persons of color because they don't really understand and sometimes persons of color too because curly girl collective is really not so much about hair more than it is changing the ideals of beauty Mm -hmm. and making a more inclusive conversation about black beauty right and making sure that black beauty includes the beauty of a black woman in its authentic state yeah. Simone, um, I know you have to go, but I, I have yeah. to I have to get to this this point because uh is is a question. Yeah. Um so when you said your hair was damaged, right? Um at a yeah. certain point and you you got to a process of letting you had to relearn yourself. Was there anything because I know with with people in general, sometimes when our hair is damaged, there's something else like, you know, uh that might have been external factors was there any other external factors that was uh damaging your your hair at that time sure you mean external factors like like products or external factors like influence from other people Um, uh, external i mean it could be emotional it could be products Mm -hmm. it could be you know what i mean sometimes when you're not not in a in a healthy space um that Mm -hmm. that's 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 what i'm asking yeah so I think it was all of the above. I think I was, I was relaxing my hair. I was mm-hmm. wearing all sorts of like hair weaves and, you know, just trying to keep up with what I thought was the thing to do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I was in college and I was just not really taking care of myself. Mm-hmm. And I think, and uh, I think it, my hair, me, me feeling the need to, um, change to assimilate all the time as opposed to just me. There's not a problem with changing your look, but changing your look to assimilate for other people's, uh, you know, uh, approval was what was the unhealthy part. Mm. And it was, I wasn't really taking care of self and that was reflected in my hair, in my overall well-being, my health, my mental state. I think it's all related. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's all related. So, 
when I, you know, I, I cut it off, it was almost like, almost like a little bit of a rebirth. Oftentimes you see women with locks and they cut off their hair for, as a, is a, is a representation of some sort of rebirth. So. That's, that's, that's awesome. All right. So, Simone, I know you have to go. So, uh, yeah, I can and, stay a few more minutes. For you. <laughs> I appreciate it. I'm just trying yeah. to honor your time because you no, know. No, I appreciate that. No, it's fine. You can, it, you can ask your questions. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I, I'm I'm actually a, a, about to wrap up. Um, mm-hmm. um. But I I I love that because I've I've uh I've, I work with sisters. They have short haircuts, and they said when they cut mm-hmm. their hair off, it was just like, uh, it was just freedom. You know, mm-hmm. um, and then um, some of my friends who have gone through the natural hair process, um, you've you've seen their growth. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's, it's it's a different type of uh, aesthetic that they have, but is a different mm-hmm. type of glow that they have. You know what I mean? Absolutely, uh, it's a different type of confidence. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So and 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 when you say that, right? When you talked about the process of you going from, uh, you know, your hair being damaged to like where you are just right now, you know, mm-hmm. it's just, uh, I just see, um, I, I could, I could see, I, not even knowing you for that long to see the growth, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because even as you're growing personally, I, I, I could see the business growing and, mm-hmm. and I, and I, and I, and I, and I just want to say thank you for everything that you're, you're doing. I want to say thank you for being an inspiration, um, to to our to our women to our sisters and and being a sister to not just your personal sisters but even in in the partnership that you have showing um showing that women could work together could uh work things work things through you Mm -hmm. know and 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 succeed you know um and just defying the odds so i just want to say thank you Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. And thank you for pushing the culture forward, too, and all of the work that you do, especially with our young boys. Thank you. Um, I think uh, our young men and our our young men are definitely a part of the conversation. So um, from from that influence from our fathers to our husbands and boyfriends, like um, it's a part of the conversation. And um, and and. And what we, what makes us feel beautiful and attractive, oftentimes, um, is that's the truth around it. So, thank you for your work with that. Thank you, you know. Thank you, thank you. And and, and at, you know, I can't wait. You know, after all of this stuff is happening, you know, I can't wait for Curl Fest when you release the date. Um, and and yeah, and, and I, New York is July twenty fifth. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Atlanta will be released soon. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. So, and and you do have things uh, for men, like you know, you have. Um, yeah. I know you have Mac Wiles, his 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 podcast there. Um, you have uh, Shea Moisture when they be, they're doing the, the the stuff with the beards and everything like that. Mm-hmm. So, thank you for including us, guys. I know it's you know, and and I mean, we just love to be there. <laughs> don't tell your guy friends because guys still don't think they can come. So keep telling your guy friends that they we need them there. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll do. We'll do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So go ahead. Do do your thing. I hope you have a a. a just you know try to use this time as a, as a reset you know with all of this corona stuff happening so i want to say thank you again so have a good one thank you so much thank you everybody
Michael Jordan, Shaquille O'Neal, the late great Kobe Bryant. What do they all have in common? It's not that they just won championships. It's more than them winning four rings, five rings, or six rings like Mike. They all had a coach, and that coach was Phil Jackson. He helped them through the process. And that's my goal, is to help you through the process with our coaching sessions. When you come to me, I want to see you develop in the area of leadership, team and culture building, and conflict resolution. And this is very important to me, emotional intelligence development. So I don't want to see you just be good. I want to see you be great. Go to www.mralhardy.com forward slash coaching session. Promo code Owls Chicken and Waffles.